actually for the iPad Pro, you should ask Melody who is using it right now. Yeah, I should ask her to come into the show. <laughs> Mella, would you like to guest star on our show? As an iPad Pro user, what do you use your iPad Pro for? Apart yeah, from, and it's child. You know, the main, the main use I have for it is as a giant mirror and a giant photography object. Yeah, there we go. That's how much she uses. She has the fine-facing camera. Wow, loud. Yeah, I just went to my grandma's house. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to a brand new episode of Launch By It. It has been a very long time and we're kind of taking a different direction today. My name is Chris Chai and with me is my regular co-host, Brian Lee. Hello. Today we are going to be talking about some general articles that have caught our interest and catch up with life, you know, because Brian and I haven't seen each other for a long time and hey, it's a good time as any to catch up on what's been happening. So Brian, yes, how have you been? I am good. And you have just come back from the holiday, right? That's why we need to have this show yes. to do a catch-up. Yeah, so uh, like Brian mentioned, I've been away for about three weeks, um, most of May, essentially, and a little bit of June. And I went to Europe, and uh, we hit a few other countries. We started in the UK, went to some Eastern European countries, and then back to the UK for a friend's wedding. It was... It was an amazing experience, and um, I'm trying to slowly convince Brian that moving to Romania is a good idea. Yeah, you know? definitely. Yeah, I mean, you can do rock climbing for real, right? Yes, <laughs> natural war. Yeah, man, but it was beautiful. Like, the uh, Eastern European countries are relatively cheap compared to living in Singapore, and uh, the outdoors is beautiful. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, you know, you have to deal with, like, cold winters and stuff like that. But, eh, it's nice. It's yeah. a nice place. Mm. I think it's good. You get to be closer to nature. It's not just building apartments, office, you know. Yeah, around. you know, the the weekly bear that you need to chase away. That That's, that's life there. It's cool, right? If you wake up and there's a bear <laughs> beside your window, that's like, wow. <laughs> you will never see yeah. this kind in HTV. <laughs> Maybe cockroaches. <I> <laughs> I think I'll run to the other room and lock the door. <laughs> <laughs> but 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 uh, we should do um, yeah maybe a short uh, later on uh, not 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 during this episode but maybe a, mm. another separate episode right uh, on your travel. But it's not exactly uh, like uh, it includes the places you visit, but more of the equipment you bring. You know, in in one of uh, Melody's uh, uh, Instagram, I saw she was using this uh, cleaning thing for her laundry and I thought what was it you know yeah. like everything put into a bag then you just keep rolling that thing uh, I don't know yeah. what is it called but you know all the equipment that you bring I thought it's very interesting yeah so one of the interesting things that we wanted to do this trip right yeah because this was uh, basically the first long trip that Melody and I took uh-huh. and it was three weeks it was in uh, European countries so we had to bring different kinds of clothes for you know cold weather and um, like summer weather uh, mm-hmm. but we backpacked, so it was just two bags. That's all we brought. You have a bag and no, she have a bag? Two? Yeah, no luggage, no nothing <sighs> to check in. Okay. Uh, just the backpacks. And in that, um, we brought some clothes. We brought our recording equipment and a whole bunch of things. So like my whole idea here was like, can we travel for a long period of time in a minimalistic style? 
And yeah, I think it worked out. There are a few things that I think I would improve and definitely things that I uh, really liked about this trip. But I think it's a really cool idea, you know, to be able to uh, find that minimum set of things that you need and still be comfortable throughout the entire trip. Yeah, so, yeah. That's, that is why right, I thought uh, this calls for uh, uh, a whole episode to talk about this because the, <coughs> the things that you bring, right, that you are able to minimize into like uh, uh, for a three-week travel. I mean, I mean, for a three-week travel, for a guy to bring a single bag, okay. For a lady to bring a single bag, that's a big challenge. And I thought yeah. it would be interesting to find out what you all bring. And the recording uh, equipment that you are using, uh, I saw uh-huh. episode one and two of your vlogs. Yeah, so the two vlogs uh, that have been put up right now are of London and of Brasov. Uh-huh. Uh, so we will be putting up videos for each of the cities that we went to. Uh, all of that was shot with uh, iPhone, a Sony Cybershot camera, which is like my mom's pink camera, oh. and uh, Xiaoyi. So uh, really interesting experience like using all of them. And there are some things that I found, there are some limitations that are for sure when you're travel vlogging. And uh, ultimately... It's something that I want to improve as well. So I would love to share about what I learned and how to get the best shot out of uh, the equipment that you have. Yeah. yeah. So we are going to do a whole uh, another episode on that. So Sounds good. And also, in fact, in July, uh, we are probably heading up to Mongolia, confirming the last details now. So that will be uh, another test of whether or not this works in a desert. So yeah. Oh, wow. How many days were that? Uh, it looks like it's going to be about 12 days to 12 to 14 days. Oh, uh, exciting. But we'll be spending nine of those days out in the desert and a few days in Ulaanbaatar for a festival. So that would be an interesting vlog. Okay, this is so exciting. I, yeah. I never expect that you'll be going to these kind of places. I don't know how it's going to turn out because one of the things that the girls are most worried about is uh, the lack of toilet facilities uh-huh, in Mongolia. Uh-huh. So uh, we will be going at it, you know, outfield style. Oh, yeah? A little shovel. <laughs> they cover, it up, cover it up. Make sure the wind is not blowing in the direction facing you. <laughs> yeah, so... Yeah, well, that'll, I, be, I, that'll be cool. I got a question though. During your Euro uh, trip, so sorry, I need to jump back. Uh, I never see you do or rather uh, do live streaming. Was it because there was a constraint or do you think like consolidating the videos throughout the day and compiling into a vlog is better? Um, so personally, I'm not the kind who does live streaming. Maybe I want to get more comfortable with it. I've never really tried it. So it didn't really cross my mind. And also the other thing is that we were on pretty limited data. We had oh. one gig for the three weeks. So uh, a little bit tough. Little oh, bit tough. that's really so, lean. One week, uh, one gig. Yeah. So uh, we went for a data plan, which I can also talk about. So the data sim that we got was uh, from a guy off Carousel, actually. Hey, so cool. Uh, yeah, it's a European sim that worked across all the different countries that we were going to. Uh, it was one gig for 30 days for about 35 sing. So I thought it was pretty reasonable. And uh-huh. um, because we didn't have to, we didn't want to worry about getting a SIM in every single country uh, for that month. It seemed like a good deal. So there used to be SIM cards provided by Changi, uh, uh-huh. called Changi Wi-Fi, I think. 
but they seem to have discontinued the European ones because, uh, I don't know, they were out of stock or uh, something. So <laughs> when we tried to get them, um, it wasn't easy to get. But the carousel guy was pretty good. Yeah. Nice. Uh, later, you give me a link. Then I'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, sure. Will do. Okay. Okay, cool. So, yeah, that was a lot about myself. Uh, Brian, <laughs> what's, what's been interesting on your end? My end? Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, I think I shared on my own blog, right? But uh, I'm going to share it here, too. Uh, so, I joined Lazada as a uh-huh. TPM. Mm, they yeah, call it yeah, the yeah. technical product manager. And mm-hmm. uh, I get to see a lot of things. Uh, it's been around close to two months. Um, it's a very fast-paced environment. Uh, there's one thing that I'm very glad that is uh, I'm not dragging myself to work because every day the challenge is different. And mm, another thing nice. that I really like is that uh, I actually get to uh, commit uh, some code into the uh, local tool. So local PM gets to contribute into local tools. Local tools... Uh, meaning like a part of a system where different functions are using. So you can, let's say, for, for example, uh, you can uh, set up an API, draw data in. Uh, they, they will consider like this kind of thing, local tool built for uh, local functions to use, like the marketing people will use and all. Uh, so you get to contribute in some of that, uh, which is, uh, uh, for me, uh, I, I like that part a lot. That means uh, you can actually uh, be part of something. Nice. Mm. So uh, it's quite a learning experience. So that's for my work life. And as for mm-hmm. uh, like the personal life or hobby kind, uh, which is why today I, I like to get back into the uh, podcasting side because I, I have been thinking that uh, audio is something I really like. So I thought I'd get back into the groove, you know, find you, let's start to see if you can talk this uh, on a yeah. weekly basis. And uh, and together with uh, Nick, moving forward, maybe we are going to do product reviews. Uh, maybe under yeah, a different so, brand name, yeah, like Ship. <laughs> yeah, so I think we can kind of uh, review these as it comes along. But yeah, you're right. I've missed doing this radio, doing this talking and um, not just audio, but video as well. Uh-huh. Uh, and also part of the reasons why I wanted to do the vlog was to really, you know, get back into uh, the groove of doing editing and doing um, production work. And it's something that I we both really enjoy. It's a very nice creative outlet for us, right? Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, ultimately, we don't want to just focus on tech because there's so much more to life than just our tech and startup stuff that we used to do. Mm. So... Uh, this is this is a great way. Like we are passionate about the tech that we use. We're passionate about the kinds of cool stuff that we read about and talk about. And um, it's a blend of business, lifestyle, and technology. And I think that's kind of why we got into the space in the first place, right? Because that's exciting to us. Yeah. So uh, look out for more things to come. Um, probably we'll be working pretty hard on the weekends to bring these things to you guys. So. Yeah, we'll see how this goes. Yes. So I'm going to get a new mic, so you, I'm going to not sound so metallic. <laughs> wow. Okay, that means, oh, that means I need to upgrade my equipment as well. <laughs> okay. Uh, so we are going to talk about uh, four things today. Uh, so the first one, I so I'm going to start, we are going to talk about the iPad Pro 10.5 inch. 
and Ooh, uh, yes WWDC announcements that's pretty cool stuff yeah yeah there are a lot of crazy stuff uh, but the mm. one that caught my attention was the iPad Pro it uh-huh. uh, launched with uh, a lot of new features and you also have an app called Files that you can now you know uh, like drop your files into you can now pick a, like um, it's kind of like Becoming a desktop, you will have folders, uh-huh. you can arrange them into folders and you can pick the files. Uh, that's one of the most um, most wanted features by those hardcore iPad people. And mm-hmm. there's uh, drag and drop. Now you can drag a photo from another application and drop it into uh, application B, uh, which uh-huh. is pretty awesome also. Uh, but that's the most important thing is I wanted to buy the iPad. It's almost take my money. But when I reach the shopping <laughs> cart, when I reach the shopping cart, I think it's too crazy. Okay, so what, what did I do? 10.5 inch, uh, 256G, uh, uh, the hard space, SSD. And also, uh, what did I choose? Uh, that means it comes with, I took the Wi-Fi and the cellular plan and uh-huh. Apple, Apple Care plus uh, Apple Pencil it comes up to 1,600. I just stop at the shopping cart and not do anything else after that. Yeah. <laughs> it's 1,006. I can get, uh, I don't know, I can get a MacBook, you know, for this. Exactly. The thing is that all those specs that you described and uh, the cost of it, I was just like, that sounds like a MacBook. On yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. Yeah. So what is it that attracts you to it? And, you know, is that 1,006 worth it? Is this something that you would use in your daily life? And why is it that you're considering this in the first place? Maybe, are you, do you have a laptop right now? I have, I have. I have a, a so my wife's uh, a MacBook Air broke. So we are sharing a MacBook uh, Air. Uh-huh. So we have two MacBook okay. Air. So we are sharing one. But I also have a Mac Mini that I'm running right now, which I'm using it mm-hmm. for recording this show and whatever not, right? The only right, right. thing that prompts me to get an iPad is... That when I come home after work, sometimes I do not want to turn on the Mac. I just want to like, you know, swipe it on and it's on and all the content is just there. But I was thinking getting a 1006 device just for consumption. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Something's wrong there. (laughs) If I'm creating creative (laughs) stuff, uh, creating stuff like, I don't know, drawing 3D rendering or creating you know, a lot of UI and whatever not maybe maybe making videos thousand, editing yeah. podcasts you know cough, cough. <laughs> podcast <laughs> on iPad isn't so well now until someone makes a better app but you have a 12.9 uh, is it 12.9 yeah yeah, yeah yeah so what's your view on that you you have an iPad Pro you bought it and it was one of the most expensive at that point of time the 12.9 inch iPad Pro Okay, to clarify, yeah, yeah, okay. I bought it from to I bought it for Melody for her birthday. I think last year or the year before, I can't remember. Okay, and um, so the main reason why I got it was because she's a creative, right? Yes, uh, she's an artist. She does digital drawing. She's done it for quite a while. She's uh, used to the Wacom, and also she's a designer in terms of UX and UI stuff and like that. And I kind of felt that the iPad Pro would be a very good. Um, studio for a lot of the des- design because a lot of the times using the mouse and keyboard to do design work is limiting. Um, there are a lot of tools that are designed around using the mouse and keyboard, but at the end of the day, being able to sketch out stuff, we kind of always return to pen and paper. And I kind of felt like the iPad Pro would be an enhancement of this. 
so far, we haven't really found a very good way to include it in our workflow, mainly because I don't think there is a app out there just yet mm-hmm. that fits all the needs that we want. But I think that there are options that are coming up over the next year or so that could be interesting. Uh, that's it. Like it's, it's a very big iPad. Yeah. <laughs> it's, if you think about it as a great extra screen, if you use Duet, um, if you use the stylus, um, I use OneNote on it quite a bit along with uh, Melody. And we love the way that um, the OneNote guys have designed it to work with the Apple Pencil. Uh, we use a lot of uh, sketching apps on uh, Melody's site, but mostly for artistic creative stuff. And yeah, if those are the kinds of things that you're interested in, it's a it's a great tool. It's just a slightly pricey tool. Yeah, it's pretty pricey. So so what do you think? Yeah. I think this this iPad Pro series, right, with the ten point five, twelve point nine, is actually used to target the uh, creative professionals. That uh, it's not exactly the developers kind of thing right? it's, for us it's still more oh, of the definitely. macro yeah these are like creative yeah. professionals where you draw I don't know many fashion design and you can have this you know bring it right out and you can start drawing and all yeah so uh, let's just say most people if they want to do uh, some sort of fashion design or some sort of just uh, general artistic stuff right you have to bring out your whole set of uh, colors you need their different tools you need different um different kinds of equipment that you need to carry along. Whereas if you have the iPad Pro and your pencil, everything's digital. So mm-hmm. everything is pretty convenient. It's a matter of whether or not the app supports it. Uh, I think I think it's great. I think it's good for those kind of people. For developers, you don't. I, it's not really designed for us. Mm-hmm, you don't mm-hmm. have a good IDE on it. Um, at the end of the day, I definitely want a keyboard. Uh, you could say that you could get one of those Bluetooth keyboards along with it, but then that's just another thing that you know you need to carry around and make sure that you don't leave behind. So at the end, I I still default to my MacBook Pro. I think that that's a solid machine, um, but that's specifically because of the work that I do. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. why I think so. If you, you mm, I still think that the top process of turning an uh, iPad Pro into a uh, dev machine, oh, that will bring that price up to at least thousand eight. If you are adding that keyboard in, thousand eight, I could get a MacBook Pro, maybe without the touch bar. Yeah, yeah, if I'm yeah. wrong. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, pretty much. So yes, it's off my shopping cart now. Uh, not gonna get that. I'm gonna use that so uh, other budget. With, uh, MacBook. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just gonna use the desktop that I have right now. So I, I, uh, another thing that actually stopped me was because uh, I, I don't intend to have too much of the digital junk kind. I like to call this digital junk. Uh, so I use it until the Mac mini cannot sustain anymore. Then I will change. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and uh, so most of the side projects that I try to do, like for example, learning how to make Chrome extension or whatever, uh, continue to learn more about uh, making iOS app and all, all this is hard to do on a uh, iPad Pro. It was a one really, or rather I think the marketing message was very good until I reached the price point. Oh, cannot, 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 cannot. It's too crazy. You nearly, 
you nearly got the reality distortion feel. Cannot, <laughs> yeah. cannot. Almost, yeah. almost. almost. Okay, the price broke that reality distortion for you. <laughs> yeah, when I was watching the WWDC, right, mm. when they introduced the features like files, uh, drag and drop, you are able to use pencil and draw those complex drawing, it was like the moment, oh, I take my money! But when you reach the shopping cart, oh, maybe not, no, you know, maybe not so. <laughs> I had to hold back, hold okay, back. So, yeah. yeah, coming back to that, right, I'm gonna just have to point out that Android has had all these features for a very long time. Really? On Android tablet? Yeah. yeah, you've been able to do file management. You've been able to do things like, uh, you know, transfer things on and off um, your SD cards and so on. In fact, I would, I would say technically they have implemented it better and they've had it for a very long time, right from the start, in fact. So <laughs> it's, it's really a matter of um, how well implemented these features are. Uh-huh. It's not as sleek it is uh, not as um, standardized, I suppose you could say that. Uh-huh. But at the end of the day, the functionality has always been there. The question is, why is it that you know you don't really get excited about these features that have been in Android for a very long time? Because um, my current setup is an iPhone, uh-huh. uh, Android tablet, which is about seven inches, the Samsung one and um, my MacBook Pro, right? And I use the Mini as a couple of things. I use it as almost like a Wacom tablet because it has a stylus and it has a screen. And I use it as a separate secondary screen. And I use it as a notebook, like to sketch down notes and stuff like that. So On a Mac Mini? It's, no, my uh, oh, sorry. Samsung Tab. Seven oh. point something. I forgot the name of it. Yeah, it's a pretty old model, like 2013, I believe. Okay. Yeah, so it serves a lot of the purposes and I kind of can do a lot of things, but there's always a little caveat that, you know, you need to figure out how to do these things. It's not as easy as just turning it on and knowing exactly what to do. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's an interesting topic for a different time of why is it that we find Apple's products a lot easier to use? Uh, you could say that we're dumber people, you know, than the average like uh, super geek that can use Android and get it to do all the magic that it can do. But there's something to be said about a device that is designed to uh, be simplified and um, be easy enough for someone to just pick up and work. Mm-hmm. That's the power of Apple, right? They try to do it like Anyone can do it. That's the power of Apple's marketing. Marketing, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So there's (laughs) an argument to be made that I don't actually believe that all of this is really true. And I think that the limitations can be uh, deal-breaking many times. So, yeah. Cool. Okay. Uh, We spent a lot of time on this introduction. (laughs) We need to Um, go to the second one, second one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. So the next topic uh, that we're going to be talking about Yes, that would be, you know, more lifestyle, uh, Mm. more sugary, bubble tea, gong cha. (laughs) Anyway, there was a hoo-ha on the bubble tea, gong cha, uh, about the Uh local franchiser, the RPG holding. Uh, Actually, my friend is working in gong cha. I don't know what's happening to her now, right now. (laughs) But, uh, Uh uh, so, the the story goes... um, 
So Gong Cha is a franchise, correct? So there's a company in Singapore yeah. that takes the franchise and operates all the Gong Cha in Singapore. Uh, so when he wanted to renew, he realized that the Taiwanese company, if I'm not wrong, Taiwanese company has already sold some uh, the the brand name or the franchise to a Japanese company. So mm-hmm. what the Singapore company needs to do is to go to Japan and ask for a franchise in Singapore. The terms wasn't good. So mm-hmm. the Singapore boss came back and decided, hey, we are not going to do Gong Chai anymore. I'm going to call it Li Ho, the, his, their own brand name and all. Uh, wow. So if you are seeing queues around uh, ex-Gong Chai stores, they are now all renamed as Li Ho. So one week later, uh, the Gong Chai brand itself, uh, the mm-hmm. official brand, says that they are also planning to come back into Singapore because they believe that Singapore is one of the most strategic and important and successful market locally. Interesting. So you will now see Liho and you will also see uh, the, what do you call it, Gong Cha itself. And uh, I didn't know this until uh, one day I was meeting my friend in... Uh, what was that? Asia Tower uh, or something. Uh, it's, a, it's in reference space. And there is this uh, food court at level 2, right? And I see a super long queue for uh-huh. uh, bubble tea. And I'm still very impressed. I always thought that the bubble tea trend has died. But uh, <laughs> the queue is super long, right? People are still, are still uh, queuing. And I see the brand name change into like Li Ho. Yeah. That was, why, uh, that was when I started to ask and I thought this uh, story is interesting because um, it's interesting to me because as a franchiser so locally uh, let's say I own about 80 stores right and I already mm-hmm. have all the equipment and all the stuff what I need to do is just to change the brand and I have all the locations right and now I, uh, I just call it, I'm calling to Liho I have learned how Gong Cha operates I have 80 locations um why would I still need to have Gong Cha as a brand itself? I mean, if I'm the boss, I will also do the same thing if the terms is not good, right? Um, it's a huge risk, right? Because at the end of the day, you have spent so many years and so much marketing building up the brand name of Gong Cha. Um, if you talk to me as someone who has not really been a huge fan of bubble tea, I know the name Gong Cha, right? And yeah. Now this Li Ho thing, I didn't even know that they were going to change or why they were going to change. If I see a Li Ho one uh, somewhere in a shopping mall and stuff, I'll be just like, oh, okay, uh, that's a new one. What What's going on? Like, I don't recognize this brand name. Are they good? Are they trustworthy? Uh, do they have the kind of recipes that uh, I know that I would like? There's a lot of questions that go on in uh, someone's head who's not in, you know, in the know about what's happening with these companies, they would think it's a completely different company rather than the same company serving the same services. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah so actually quite true. Pretty big. Yeah. Uh, if I were to walk issue. past, uh, walk past uh, Liho, I might get, uh, if I didn't ask or read into this story, I might just walk past and think, oh, this is another bubble tea uh, going to compete with Koi, going to compete with Gong Chai. <laughs> this just one exactly. is going to be one of my top process and just walk past. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it, the brand recognition in people's minds, having the mind share of people like say, hey, you know, let's go to uh, the bubble tea place Gong Cha or uh, let's go to Koi. Let's go get Koi. Can you buy Koi for me? Like they immediately know, but no one's going to be thinking about, oh, you know, hey, can you go buy Liho for me at this point? <laughs> at least yeah. until they become, you know, uh, 
uh, establishment again in our minds. Mm-hmm. So this this does hurt. It does hurt for a while, but it does help a lot that they've already got all these outlets. They are already in very prominent places and um, it might not be a long-term thing, as in this won't be a long-term problem. But when Gongta comes back in as a competitor, then they're fighting the same battle again. They've done essentially all the marketing for the uh, Gongta brand name. So all the other company needs to do is buy the unit next to Liho or the Liho outlets. And then, you know, people will default to Gongta because they know that brand name. Yeah, it's all about my share. You are right about this. Yeah, mm-hmm. I agree. Uh, I don't consume bubble tea though. Do you? You, you don't, right? Yeah. Uh, but no, I'm always I... very... I'm still very surprised about the super long queue about bubble tea. They have a lot of different ones, you know, right now. They have actually moved out of like bubble tea. They have like, I don't know, cheese, bubble tea. Uh, a lot of combination there. It's also durian flavor now. That sounds so weird. But uh, I just feel that... Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> I don't know how I feel about drinking like a cheese drink. <laughs> I have a, I have friends, so uh, colleagues right who visit. Uh, so after our lunch, they will visit a right. uh, bubble tea shop. Uh, sometimes koi, sometimes used to be Gongcha now Li Ho. Uh, so I just stand around there. Right. I always have the concept is very sweet, but you can uh, choose the sugar level now. Yeah, so I think also if you have you been to Taiwan recently? Uh no. Okay, so like their concept of bubble tea is a lot more complex. Uh, they have a lot more flavors, a lot more control over how it is and how it tastes and uh, the texture of the pearls and stuff like that. So it's actually pretty interesting. And if you look at it, if you think about it, um, most of the bubble tea stores that are still surviving, the brands that are still surviving nowadays, uh, they tend to stay away from the very, very sweet reputation. Uh-huh. They tend to now focus on the recipes that are a lot more uh, traditional, I suppose, in terms of the kinds of teas that they have in there. And yeah, I, I, I'm I not sure if this is a result of their target audience, as in like our generation, right, that grew up with bubble tea, getting older and more health conscious. Uh, uh, true. You, you, you start to see the older ones like sweet talk and stuff like that, you know, kind of die out. Oh, sweet talk. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, you know the brand. I didn't know. I just, re- now that you yeah. talk about it, I remember there's such a store called Sweet Talk. Yeah, but their opposites are very different, right? Like, Sweet Talk was very, very sweet. Uh, yeah. The the kind of drinks that, as a teenager or as uh, maybe young 20s adult, you'll be, oh, yeah, this is, this is what I enjoy. But now that we are, you know, crossing 30 and stuff like that, we're just kind of like, ah, maybe it's a bit too sweet. I'm getting old. Need to watch my diabetes, stuff like that. <laughs> so That's me, that's me. No diabetes, though, yeah. but that's me thinking about all the health things. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's also the reason why right now a lot of the drinks are a lot more sophisticated, a lot more complex, and uh-huh. uh, still something you could enjoy. It also have a customization features, right? With what you said, yeah. like the Taiwan one, so it's more of like oh, I'm custom customizing my own dream, yeah, kind of yeah. feel. Yeah, and this is a perfect segue to running to health. Yes, the next one. Indeed. Yes. yes. So there's this article, no, right? Yeah. No, I I love the title of this article when you first sent it to me. <laughs> running is the worst way to get fit. I was just like. Yes, yes, I don't have to run anymore. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, so uh, so I'm going to share uh, a little bit about this. Um, so since I joined, uh, it's hard to run per se, like regularly. So I ran early on uh, before we had this podcast itself. So I think a week, I only run once. But every morning, uh, I wake up to do uh, yoga. So, so what I wanted to say is, is in, in the past, I was, uh, and when I say in the past, it's like literally very long ago before army in the past, I was an obese person. So after the army, uh, become, become no normal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, become normal. So of course, after that, whatever dragon boat, then whatever uh, triathlon things that I've done and whatever not, uh, I always think that and believe that uh, I always wanted to to keep in shape. So I, I have this mentality that mm. hey, by the time I reach 40, I don't want to have a big, you know, belly like a lot of uncles do. I want to be a uh-huh. decent, good-looking uncle like Tom Cruise. Hey, no. <laughs> oh, but, oh. but, okay, so so I don't want to be like a big tummy, you know, whatever not. So I always be running. But every time, oh, when I run, right, I, I, uh, I don't know. Uh, I... Sometimes have tummy after... It's not after running. I don't know. Maybe I run, then I become tired, I eat more. Uh, so since the last uh, two to three months, maybe three months ago, I started to have less time running, right? And I start doing more of a yoga. Hey, my uh, weight maintained sometimes goes down. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't feel um, bloated. In fact, I only run once a week. <laughs> and uh, okay. I... No, it's kind of changed my thought that... Uh, I'm not saying that running sucks per se. I'm just saying that it might not exactly be the way to actually lose fat or to... Uh, it will definitely boost health, but it's not exactly the way to lose fat. And there are more than one way to maintain fitness. So in the past, I was thinking that, hey, uh, you want to lose weight? Oh, go for a run. Oh, now I will say different things. Hey, you want to lose weight? Take up some activity, like maybe go for a walk in the evening. Uh, and sometimes... Uh, when I come to running, I have a lot to say. <laughs> Sometimes, right, if you get older, your knees might not be suitable for long distance runs. So, some because you will be thinking yeah. that if I want to lose weight, mm-hmm. I have to go for a ten k run. A not necessarily true. Maybe do a few intervals around your blocks or climbing up and climbing down the stairs for a few uh, intervals could right. be a better way than just running. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So. That's that's interesting, right? Because if you think about fitness, there are several different aspects. Yes. There is the um, burning your fat. There is the endurance uh, building. And then there's the strength training, right? Yes. So I guess kind of what you're talking about right now is about like burning yourself, burning your fat, not burning yourself, burning your fat and getting into shape. Uh, getting to shape, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Right. But then at the same time, even if you're like super lean and, you know, you've got very little body fat and stuff, you may not be able to maintain right a pace for a very long period or climb a mountain for a very long time because your breathing is not there. Mm, correct. Yeah. So uh, it's interesting that um, you're right in a lot of this running, uh, even if you do very, very long distance, it's, it's very much mental. It's very much like training your body to be able to endure um, that feeling of tiredness for an extended period of time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas like if you do that, you're also more likely to feel like, okay, I've already done so much activity. Uh, I need to replenish my energy. So let me eat all of this food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Then yeah. you end up like yo-yo, right? 
Yeah, and you it's it's like this weird feeling where okay, I spent like four or five hours working out, running, and stuff like that for like maybe 20, 30 km. Uh, let's say if you run a marathon and stuff, but why is it that I'm still gaining weight? And yeah, maybe maybe there's something that you should think about. Like, what is it that you're actually trying to do? What's your goals? And have the activity that is more in line with what you're doing, right? Yeah, that is exactly the statement, you know. Why am I yeah. running uh, frequent like marathon races yet I'm still gaining weight? <laughs> Actually, this thing, yeah, right, yeah. was in my mind in the past. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, I cannot understand. Also, you yeah. do... You do a lot of pretty high intensity stuff, right? Yeah, that's that uh, help. Uh, if I drop cardio, that means uh, don't mm. do such long, and I start to do high intensity stuff, uh, to trigger the fast twitch muscle and all, and I think mm-hmm. that has a bigger impact on fat loss. Uh, and and you're spending a short amount of time. So, for example, a forty five minute uh quick, uh. A push-up sets followed by a short run down your stairs and come back and all this do a few intervals that's better oh, than you going up for a second I thought you said for a second I thought you said 45 minutes of push-ups I was like wow uh, oh, no 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 I mean a total total duration could be yeah, better yeah. than a two-hour run that you're spending out there and yeah, and, yeah. Uh, and that you will not have this uh, mentality of saying oh we are go- I'm going for another two hour run wow oh, this is so time consuming and all no actually a short uh, short intervals like 30-40 minutes of exercise mm. is good enough it's just that you need to do on a regular basis like maybe one week three times uh, mm, yeah. mm, mm. don't need to right. be yeah. like consistently two hours I need <laughs> I need to get a program from you man um, uh, yeah. yeah, I've been thinking about uh, putting that into my schedule, uh, like something that I want to work on regularly. Uh-huh. Uh, and there's a part of it where there's a bit of accountability that I kind of want to discuss with you as well. Like, how do I make sure that I must do this and then I must kind of like report to someone? Uh, so, yeah, that'll be an interesting lifestyle thing that we can talk about. Yeah, and I always like to ask people, so how? How's your mm. how's your morning yoga <laughs> session? Or so how how's your morning twenty push up? Are you still doing it? Most of the time, when I ask yeah. people, will say, "Oh, uh, some other reason, some other reason, some other reason." Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, there's this app out there, right? That you have to make bets, and then oh really? What's it called? I can't remember the name of it. I'll find it for you later. I'll send you the link. Uh, but the idea is that you have a group of friends, right? That all make a commitment to do something. Uh, related to fitness like say okay i will run uh at least five kilometers a week or i will do 20 push-ups um every other day so every time that you do it you must report right oh okay yeah so think about it this way right what if we do that and then in order to report it you must do a short recording of you Uh, doing it yeah like a live stream thing while you're doing it. Isn't that going to be like a pretty cool way to uh, verify? Verify, Yeah, and be accountable to your friends. And it's also part of like the social thing because you're kind of sharing the whole idea there. So uh, the app itself is kind of very simplified uh, in that it's it's just a bet. And if you don't do it, you pay everyone else money. Oh. <laughs> $5 that you do it. Yeah, so it's pretty interesting. When money pretty, comes into the picture, it helps me keep keeps me motivated even longer exactly yeah exactly exactly so pretty cool thing that yeah that's something that we can chat about uh at some point because i think i think health is a very important thing in our lifestyle yeah Um, 
whether you're old or you're young, it's something that you want to build into your habits so that, you know, you live a healthy life. You don't have to worry too much about uh, medical things. It's not a definite solution to all the issues, but it's something that you can do to, you know, at least prevent some parts of it, lower your risk. Yeah, health is super important. Uh, yeah, for sure. You want to, how would I put it? I'm actually reading a book called, oh, the book is not here, but it's, it talks about aging gracefully. Haha, ha, I may be too early to be reading this kind of book, but... <laughs> 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 but yes, aging gracefully is a, is a uh, mindset mentality thing that uh, I'm aiming towards. Yeah, it's never too early to start, man. Yeah, it's like retirement. Okay, so segue again, and now we now now that we talk about running, we are going to something that both of us drinks and love a lot, and that's yes, what we talked about. Speaking, yeah, speaking of too early, uh, yeah, I'm still jet lagged. <laughs> it's been a few days, and I kind of feel like um, I woke up just before we were about to start the show, and yeah. Uh, to get me in the mood to do this show and, you know, lively enough to be able to think and talk, I had some cold brew. Oh, you so, made your own? Yeah. Oh, but I'm yeah, surprised. Yeah, jet lag after quite a few days? Uh, it's been three or four days. So oh. the, it's also partially because um, I've been kind of working to catch up on stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I didn't really uh, force myself to recover at the right times. Um, so I'm still having trouble sleeping at night. Like I sleep at about 3 or 4 a.m. the last oh, few nights. Okay. Yeah. So it's a little bit, uh, it's still a little bit off. Lah, but hopefully it'll reset pretty soon. So we'll see. Um, and I've been getting up early. So I'm actually spending about 18 hours a week, I think. 18, oh. 19 hours a week. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's not been, <laughs> it's not been great. <laughs> But anyway, yeah, coming back to the article about cold brew, what's this yes. about? Ah, so this is talking about how the cold brew changed the coffee business. And uh, hmm. uh, like this talking most, uh, this article talks mostly about uh, US cafe and uh, like, for example, the shop owners, the hmm. cafe owners in New York City, they are moving towards, uh, instead of just uh, the traditional uh, brewed coffee, they are, or the artisan Brew coffee, they are also moving to cold brew and not only cold mm. brew uh, itself on demand but also uh, cold brew being packaged up into bottles, big into packets and uh, kind of like the, it's become a trend I don't know is it a trend or a fat thing but it's like a, they are saying that the United States is becoming like a cold brew nation uh, I'm I, I don't know. Kobo, we tried to do it before. Uh, Bosley Coffee. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I like it, but I still love the hot coffee smell every day uh, in the morning. I think it's funny to serve me cold brew in the morning. I, I don't know. But you had it in the morning, right? For you. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So there are a few reasons why I prefer cold brew over hot brews in certain situations, right? Okay. Uh, basically, if I have to make it myself, I prefer to make cold brew <laughs> because at the end, it's it's a lot less involved. Um, the preparation work for making the cold brew, I use a Hario uh, cold brew steeping flask thing. So the process of it is that I grind the beans, I uh-huh. put it into the filter and I fill it up with water and I leave it in the fridge the night before. Uh-huh. When morning comes around, I have a 
flask of maybe three cups, three or four cups uh-huh. that will last me for maybe two to three days, depending on whether or not I'm um, home or in the office long enough to keep drinking that, right? Mm-hmm. So this prep work at night takes me maybe five minutes to grind the beans, put it in and put it in the fridge. Uh-huh. Whereas if I were to do something like an AeroPress, which I do have the machine for, or rather the equipment for, uh, in the morning I have to wake up, boil the water, grind the beans, put it in, wait for half a minute for it to soak in, fill up the rest of the water, wait for another minute, and then stir it. And then after that, use pressure to push it through. So like the steps involved in it, it's a ritual if you want to do it in the morning, but you know, it's it also starts to feel like a chore especially mm. if you want to make more than one cup for a few people at a time. Yeah. So, yeah, you're going to say something? Oh, yeah, I wanted to say. So, I have an opposite view about this. So, every morning, I make two cups of coffee, uh, one for mm. my wife and one for me, and I use mm-hmm. a AeroPress. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know about the part where you're stirring the <laughs> the coffee? The, 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 it, yeah. within a, it, it's... It's therapeutic, you know, to me. It's like therapeutic. So yeah. I'm standing there in the morning, I'm in the hot mm. coffee smell, then I'm yeah. uh, stirring coffee. I, and I do it for two. Uh, yes, it is longer because I wait for the, the hot water to boil, I pour it in. Uh, uh-huh. As of now, I, I, I love that process itself. But there is one thing that I yeah. have to say about cold brew. And that is, you know, hot coffee. So, for example, Legion wake up slightly later. So, for the cold, uh, for the hot coffee for her to drink, right? I sometimes need to top up with hot water, and actually, it isn't so right. Like it should be just the coffee with the uh, the original hot water itself <laughs> that smells the yeah. best, right? Uh, cold brew, on the other hand, uh, how do I put it? Uh? when it Mm, unlike hot coffee when it becomes not hot right that means it becomes mm. you know it, it tastes very different already but cold, mm. uh, cold brew when you take it from the fridge you drink it and put it from the fridge uh, it gives me the uh, how would I put it consistency right right there's right. no it's like uh, to drink even after a few hours yes yes yes, yes. that's the only thing I, I, I like about it mm-hmm. yeah that's the only thing I love it and, uh, and the part that I want to share about is uh uh I don't find it a hassle to prepare hot coffee. I find the uh, turning or spinning or how, how do you call it, stirring that thing a very ter- terrific experience. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, and I think also the good thing is um, you're right in that, and it's not just a few minutes or a few hours that you can keep the cold brew, right? Yeah. You can keep it for a day. Or two days once you take out the beans now. Inside right. the article, in yeah. Inside the article, they 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 nitrize it right. <laughs> they have a shelf life of ninety days. <laughs> yeah, so that's that's interesting because now suddenly instead of having to make the coffee on the spot and you know uh, do all this prep work, you can do it beforehand during the off peak hours, and then when you're selling, you don't need your customers to wait for. Uh, five minutes for you to brew your coffee. So we seem to have moved into the commercial side of things now. So I just want to talk about that process. You don't have to wait for them to uh, take five minutes to brew your coffee. You get it within a minute, six minute. They just dispense it from the tap. Yeah. Almost like beer. Yeah. 
So suddenly your turnover rate for your customers goes up very quick. Uh, and yeah, you can sell more, essentially. When, when you were in Europe, how were you having your coffee? That's I like to find out. Uh, okay, so yeah. do you bring your own device or do you have it as any, no. any cafe that's uh, out there? Yeah, I mean, dude, we're in Europe. <laughs> At this point, it's like, <laughs> uh, we have to try like the local coffees and stuff like that. So okay. it was... It was and also the other thing is that I didn't have enough space to bring the coffee, coffee like the AeroPress and stuff like that for uh, brewing on the go. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah. And uh, so you, you have an espresso every morning or? Uh, latte, espresso, cappuccino. Wow, uh, so nice. that's also the other thing, right? Uh, to me, the hot coffee is a relaxing coffee. It's uh-huh. the kind of coffee where I sit down and if I'm going to have a chat with someone, uh-huh. then I'll drink a hot coffee and talk with them or, um, you know, just read something. Usually, I would drink a cold brew or a cold coffee if I need to get work done. Because, uh-huh. like you said, the two reasons, it lasts longer uh, uh-huh. in terms of, like, you know, sitting on my desk and um, being drinkable. And um, ultimately, I just associate different aspects of my time in my life with the different uh, temperatures of coffee, I suppose, if you had to call it that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, another question. Uh, I personally have never uh, buy from, be it Starbucks or those artisan cafe or uh, cold brew, meaning I have never okay. tried the cold brew outside per se. I always prepare my yeah. own because we, we like to DIY, right? Have you ever tried yeah, yeah, like yeah. buying from outside? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, so I used to use this service called Better Brew, where they would deliver two liters of cold brew, uh, one milk uh, coffee, the other black coffee, and uh, it was it was good. Like their specific blend of things was pretty nice. Uh, if you're talking about Starbucks or any of the other like in-store cold brews, uh, they've been okay. Like, it's not spectacular. It's not something to phone home about. They've been trying interesting things like using uh, nitro coffee uh-huh. where they make it gassy. I don't like it, but I think it's a uh, personal preference thing. Oh. Yeah. Better so so to... Singapore service? Singapore thing? Uh, yeah, but they're not really doing much right now. But, oh. you know, they used to be a uh, delivery cold brew service. I think there were a couple of them. Um, but, like, if you go to Novina, the Starbucks there, uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, it's changed quite a lot. They now have like a cold brew counter. Wow. So okay. if you order iced coffee or anything along those lines, right, you just walk over to them and uh, they will dispense a nitro cold brew from a tap, like a beer in front of you. Oh. It's like super fancy and all that. So if you if you want to check it out, that was one of the more interesting uh, places to get it, even though it's just Starbucks. It was decent. Uh, it's just not something that I would buy very often. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. Mm. I'm going to take a look. Uh, Novena, right? Yeah, the okay, Novena okay. Starbucks, the which Novena is just Starbucks. outside okay. UE Square, I believe. Yeah. Yeah, cold brew. Hmm. Talking about it, I need my second cup of coffee later after this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what, what bean do you use? Sorry, sorry. Yeah, you think? Uh, so ever since you guys stopped buying from uh, where was it? Lamio or yeah, yeah, from Lamio and stuff. Yeah. Um, I've just been using beans from cold storage. 
actually. Oh, that's not bad, you know? It's not bad. It's not interesting. It's just regular coffee. Yeah. So I think if you're... I have I have two modes in this. I appreciate coffee and interesting coffee beans, and I appreciate uh, the different kinds of flavors that you can get. And I generally think like if you want uh, flavors for your coffee, you should be using a hot brew because that generally extracts uh, the characteristics of the bean in a more consistent way. Uh-huh. Um, well, not so much consistent, but more interesting way. Uh, but for cold brew, for myself, it's it's just it's just like a work thing. Okay. Um, as long as I get my cold brew in the morning, I'm good. There's not much <laughs> taste difference I can tell. Yeah. You just need your caffeine that. fix. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's kind of how I treat it. Um, I'm not going to kid myself and say like, oh, you know, this is amazing beans. Um, it's it works. It's just as a caffeine content, and I like it. Yeah. Mm. So that's kind of my thoughts on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about you? Do you what kind of beans do you get for your aeroplane? You <laughs> actually, I use those Nanyang coffee beans, this Kopitiam one. No, no, really? I, 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 For yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, and I'm not using like uh, what do you call that? Uh, uh Arabica beans, no, those high end. So, those artisan coffee house, right? They use those beans, right? Like, mm, I like sure, to use, right. I, like, I like the Kopitiam flavor, and and no, I always think that hey, uh, how can I? It's just a thought process. How can I bring this Nanyang flavor uh, of coffee uh, mm. to mm-hmm. overseas? Uh-huh. You, you see uh-huh. that uh, the coffee beans like Arabica coffee and whatever whatever pattern of coffee that the beans they brought in and they used it to churn cold brew, use it to churn, uh, mm, I don't know, uh, whatever drinks, right? Uh, all right. These are all outside influencing us. Ma. But Nanyang coffee is kind of like a Singapore-Malaysia kind of thing, if I'm not wrong, uh. Or rather, uh, it's our Southeast Asia kind. Is there any way that we can <laughs> not push back but to influence them? Hey, maybe you want to try this low, low end, robusta coffee that is of uh, that is that was fried with margarine and a bit of sugar. It tastes not bad too, you know. If you can try to use it, and I tried okay. it before. Uh, five hundred gram, eight dollars, yeah. super cheap, right? Yeah. I use it for cold brew yeah. once right. at home. Uh-huh. It's decent. Uh-huh. It even has a chocolatey smell after that. Right, I was going to say, because the preparation method is so different, um, and because it's actually uh, fried, not roasted, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, how does that affect the extraction? Because I imagine it changes the composition of the beans, and when you grind it, because normally what they do for kopi is, they put it through very hot water, right? Yes. And then they filter it through the sock. Uh, if you were to do this with AeroPress, what kind of flavor gets extracted? That would be interesting, like... Yeah. You should let me try it one day, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm always having this. Yeah. Nietzsche always having this. And uh, we've been doing this for, I don't know, very long already. Yeah. I always like the Kopitiam coffee. Yeah. All right. uh, yeah. The filter that yeah. I use, I, I use the paper filter. Mm-hmm. But, uh, okay. yeah. Uh, you know when you use uh, Ravica beans, you can actually mm-hmm. reuse the paper filter uh, uh-huh. if you're using AeroPress. Uh, you can... Uh-huh reuse it once or twice uh. that means you use it once then you wash the paper filter then you use it again but if you are using yeah. it with this nanyang kind of coffee right, uh, right. you cannot you cannot right yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. it destroy the it kind of like destroy the thing you can only use it once sure yeah. the pores become bigger yeah you can only use it once so we use the paper filter at a faster rate I don't know is it damaging to the tree 
I hope not. I'm going to change it to the metal filter soon. Right. Yeah, but the metal filter holes might also be affected. Again, I don't know. I'm not too sure as how that really affects it. But that's interesting. That's a, that could be a good idea. <laughs> it's a cheaper alternative. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm going to let you try one day. Yeah, yeah you, so, you will like so, it. Yeah, so interestingly, uh, recently I read an article about uh, someone who was starting like the whole Kopi, um, Kopi style coffee in San Fran, I believe. San Fran, oh. New York, one of the big Kopi style year. in a cafe setting? Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. So like they, they've never really seen um, this kind of or coffee being prep- prepared the way that we usually have in a kopidiam. And you know yeah. the taste is very different, right? It's a yeah, lot yeah. more gao. Yes, gao. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, so when the Americans and the Westerners try it, they're just like, oh my god, this is like so strong and so rich. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> For me, there's an opportunity <laughs> up there. It's a different way. Exactly. It's a different way of having coffee and it's a very different taste. And I think, to be honest, like, it gives a little bit more of a kick than the regular coffee. I mean, apart from espressos, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's interesting, right? Uh, cool. Yeah. yeah. So... Bosley coffee in the US. In the US, US. yeah. In Vegas. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, I have truly understand why... Uh, I'm skipping a bit. Understand why... Those lifestyle tech, no, lifestyle uh, podcast show are able to do so wrong. Because you would never expect how long I have recorded this show. It's about 1 hour and 30 minutes. Because for every lifestyle topic that we talk, when we plan, we were planning for 5 minutes, correct? Right. <laughs> we spoke more than that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and this is why some of the shows that I love to listen right, like those from NPR that where they go for uh, uh, when they like interview stories mm. and all it is like 45 minutes 50 uh, yeah I finally understand why because uh, it's much more fun to talk about you know all these uh, across the stuff things yeah no I think also because it kind of is we will pick topics that are naturally interesting to us yes and, yes uh, hopefully it's interesting to our listeners too yes yes and yes Ultimately, uh, that's that's what we're here for, right? Conversation. And if we are just talking about uh, news or things like that, eh, you know, and there's only so much uh, opinions that you can have about a particular topic for so long. Mm, true. It always starts to sound the same. So yeah, yeah this would be a good idea. I think. Maybe next time we have a, uh, I don't know, name, uh, maybe a ship meetup for a podcasting show, right? Then I'll prepare the the. <laughs> the computer coffee in AeroPress method for all. Then they can just try. <laughs> you will be pressing quite a lot. <laughs> okay, cool. All right, yeah. So I think that pretty much wraps it up for today, right? Yes, yes, yes. Awesome. That's a good segue for that. Yes, that's about uh, it for this show. And we are looking uh-huh. to do more. Yeah, uh, mm. so I think maybe we'll try to go for a weekly schedule again. Mm, yes, um, mostly Sunday, let's see. Yeah, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, we can start thinking about the other shows too. So I think we can wrap this up, uh, do a little bit of a sign-off. I don't really use Twitter anymore, do you? Uh, sometimes, but whatever you want to use, also can. Instagram is okay. <laughs> yeah, so I guess for now, you can find out more about us at launchbyte.com. Yes. Um, and we will probably be sending up an email or something along those lines if you want to get in touch with us. Yes. Uh, if you know us, you probably know us on Instagram, on Facebook. Um, 
and yeah, leave a comment or anything along these lines while we get this sorted out. Yeah, that's it. We'll okay. Next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye.